You're listening to Mental Health Moment with your hosts, Joe and Lori Miller. We are two licensed mental health therapists who are married to each other. We don't agree on everything, but we do share the same outlook on how to make the most of life. Join us in our new podcast adventure together as we unpack the real stuff of life. We're doing this podcast why then? I mean, obviously... We've already been married 30 years. We've Mm -hmm. got kids and grandkids, so why are we even here? We are here because we have a lot of information that we have learned in 30 years and some change. I've learned a lot of information (laughs) from you over the last 30 years. (laughs) Some stuff you didn't even think you'd want to know, right? No, no, no. Yes, but look, you can uh, dazzle all your friends at cocktail parties now, can't yeah, you? Because yeah, because I think I've been to maybe two or three in mm-hmm, my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you were the star because of everything you knew about nothing, everything. anything anybody cares about, really. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so I think because we have the experience, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but everywhere we go, people kind of pick up on this thing of, you know, our relationship and they have said to us through the years, they look to us as yeah. like relationship goals and... Well, and we have a wide variety of interests and skill sets that will come out over the next many podcasts, I'm mm-hmm. sure. You probably shouldn't yeah. share all of it all right. at one time. We don't want to overwhelm people at yeah. one time it's with hard to the take. vastness of our skills right. and experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so we'll try not to give it all away in one yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave some for uh, people to be excited about. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so no spoilers. <laughs> tonight we're really looking at maybe moving forward into an area where uh, we can allow ourselves to go out and uh, really reach a, a community in marriage um, and help people with better communication skills, conflict resolution skills. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. A lot of times, people, I know you get on your little high horse about communication versus conflict. Mm-hmm. So. Being able to resolve a conflict is much more important than just communicating. Mm-hmm. So you can communicate in a good way and uh, well, a bad way. And some couples, as we know, communicate a lot, but they don't necessarily resolve conflict, and they don't necessarily do it in a healthy way. Yeah. So, so that's one of the main reasons why we're starting this podcast is to create a sense of awareness that there are some other choices out there and some mm-hmm. things that we're looking to do in the communities around us and uh, even out, even further out, we're mm-hmm. starting to consider moving, what, more into just the continental U.S., I guess? Well. <laughs> Is that our first range of declaration? We're like, uh, When you know. say moving out into the continental right? U.S., are we like, you know, all aboard and going on our way or yeah, I don't yeah. know. We'll see how it goes. It's a beautiful country. Why I mean, not, right? Yeah. If, you know, if the first couple of times it doesn't work, I guess we won't go that far. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before we start on a Lewis and Clark expedition. If we find ourselves in Wyoming and yeah. go, oh, this doesn't work. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So then um, talking about some of this, I know I found it interesting, the, some of the information you've been sharing with me. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that article you were reading the other day about marriage and church and how uh, it's directly related to the congregational uh, stability, I guess you'd call it. Well, definitely um, marriage ministry 
um, has been struggling in the past few decades, largely because marriages have been struggling in the United States, especially. Um, even in Christian homes, divorce rates are as high as they are in non-Christian homes. And so some of the statistics that I ran into were pretty scary because it kind of related uh, couples being married and staying together with church attendance, with satisfaction in life. Um, a lot of those things that we, the markers that we try to hit in life come from having stable marriages. And so now that we find ourselves in a place with 50% of marriages splitting up, um, that is affecting so many other things beyond just the marriage, beyond the kids. It's now, hey, we're not going to church as much. Hey, we're not doing as well in school. We're not able to put adult lives together. A lot of a lot of students are having trouble adulting mm. now and getting older. So, um, so it affects a lot of things. Um, well, specifically, I was I found it interesting because, as you already mentioned, I I am uh, a pastor on staff at a church, and uh, traditionally, churches will oftentimes look towards uh, investing in the children's or students' programs to try to draw families into the church more. But you are saying that this article didn't necessarily go down that traditional path anymore. Yeah, that's true. It it basically said, hey, the 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 crux of the whole thing. Um, in building a Christian community and Christian homes uh, and churches was in marriage and marriage ministry that if couples are happy and couples are together and and things are functioning well there, then they're coming to church and they're bringing their kids to church and their teenagers. Hmm. Um, and that maybe churches have been kind of looking at that the wrong way and going after um, you know, targets that really are, maybe they could go further up the chain to the, to the parents and minister to the parents. And if the parents are good, then they want that for their children and want to model that for their children. And so, um, which I think we've talked about, we feel pretty strongly about the modeling piece, you know, what mm, you yeah. present to your kids is what, what's going to come out later on. If they don't know any better, they see stuff going on at home and they say, okay, I'm taking notes. That's what I should do. When I get upset, that's how I act. And, you know, when, I, uh, when I'm when i really frustrated and I don't know how to say something, well, I just, I don't say anything at all and just, you know, give them the silent treatment. And so it's hard for some of these kids to have good relationships when they get older because they've just not seen it. Wow. Well, I know too, we um, just finished up the uh, pumpkin patch at, a, at our church and one of the things I continued to see, which was interesting because we have a preschool and an after after school program as well. And so I really had a chance to interact with some of the parents uh, throughout this pumpkin patch time over the last month. And um, there was a, a pretty scary trend of a single parents taking their kids out into the pumpkin patch. And while the kids were playing and, you know, exploring, I uh, had a chance to speak to these uh, parents and so many of them, disturbing number of them were either freshly divorced, separated, or in the process of a divorce. And uh, these kids are, they're not, you know, they're not that far along. They're either preschool or um, just coming out of uh, elementary school for the aftercare program. And I was just really taken back by that. So I think those percentages are probably a lot mm-hmm. lower than where they should be. Yeah. Well, and I think the pandemic just made it a hundred times worse. If people were struggling, now it's even harder for them to put it together. 
because I've described the pandemic as a weighted blanket. If you've ever had mm. a weight, we have. <laughs> I mean, I like. We have two weighted blankets, so. blankets at our house. We right. love them. Yeah. Um, but you know, after a while, after you've been under the weighted blanket for a while, you kind of want to throw it off a little bit and you know be able to move around because it's definitely very restricting. Um, and True. I think that's what the pandemic has been like: is a weighted blanket. It's one more thing for people to have to carry. Um, and you know, a lot of people have, have lost people, have lost family members and friends. Um, and so how do you, how do you have a healthy relationship when, you know, when you're, you're... Just, well, I think discouragement goes along with that. I know we, we had some uh, messages on that this past weekend and we had a lot of people in the church respond saying that that's exactly where they're at right now. And then I also had a conversation with a uh, family member just the other day and they were talking about, um, one particular part of their family where one person had died, another person had gotten COVID really bad, was in the hospital, and then a third person who wasn't really like completely physically able to take care of themselves is uh, declining, and it just really seemed like a lot coming down all at one time. And then it seems like nowadays, I don't know, I mean, I know people died before the pandemic, but it just seems like there's so much more awareness of it mm -hmm. uh, or it's just that much more in our face mm -hmm. and I guess maybe there is just a lot more people dying now. yeah I yeah mean, well a lot of people have talked about the fact that people didn't go get their preventive checkups they so they're finding out about health situations now and for some it's maybe advanced farther than it would have had they been able to go to the doctor so there's that too um, so it's, it's almost like it, maybe it's kind of put our mortality kind of front and center over the past year and a half it was always there but you know now we're keenly aware of it maybe true yeah well and if you don't know exactly what your goals are or your life has been disrupted by the last year and a half two years and now you're losing uh, significant people in your family or relationships uh, especially some of those older generation people that we just used to look back on for good support and it, you know there's nothing like a, a grandparent or a parent who's invested in you that can then speak some positive support to you and encouragement but then when they're gone and everything else seems to be falling apart I think it makes it kind of tough mm -hmm. so we're looking at that kind of stuff too right like the impact of generations how you can impact your own like our we have a grandson now and that's what we talk about is how can we have an impact on him I mean, he's like eight weeks old so i mean he's not aware of a whole lot right now that's not like immediate but you know what's that look like later on um it's, it's a lot to think about it's being intentional i guess and how you how you invest in your family and your friends and your church and well, and I, sitting here thinking about it, it's just, um, I know we've talked about this a lot, uh, but just between the two of us, but, um, you know, the greatest generation to live or the greatest generation that we know, uh, is the one that came out of World War II. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those, uh, people found themselves in similar situations and they said, okay, what are we going to do to move forward? And so that's exactly what they did is they put their eyes on some kind of goal or focus and try to create some kind of normalcy. And it's just been, I think, several decades since that's taken place. And so now it's up to us to determine if we're going to respond uh, with a good response in moving forward. Mm -hmm.
I know that's something that's kind of close to your heart too is yeah you know, how you, that influence has happened yeah well and you get to you get to pick how you want to move forward even if I mean I know a lot of this younger gener our son's generation is looking at like wow you know the economy doesn't seem to be doing very well and you know we've had this pandemic and there's a lot more it's it's just a little harder to kind of move around go to the grocery store do all the things you used to do there's more to consider um and so okay with all of those things kind of pressing down on you how do you move forward you move forward by moving forward <laughs> i mean you have to make the decision to say well you know i have to be intentional and i there is nowhere to go but forward um, so, but sometimes it's even, I, I tell my clients all the time too, cause they're like, Oh, I want to do this thing or I want to be at this place emotionally. And it's like way in front of them, which is fine. Um, but you get there by deciding how you want to react to things today. Um, and then do that again tomorrow. You know, it's, True. it's taking yeah. it and breaking it down. So, well, I know this weekend when we were going through that, um, that lesson on discouragement, one of the statements and direction that I think was probably the most helpful, but it was also probably the hardest to hear and to say is that if you're discouraged, it's because of the, you choose to be. And I know that's a strong statement and, and that may uh, actually anger some people or frustrate people because maybe they're going through discouragement and they feel like they're not uh, able to control it. And so, you know, beyond just a chemical, beyond just a chemical imbalance, which is more of a medical issue. If you are discouraged, then it's because you choose to be instead of taking a look at the things that you can move forward on, like what we were talking about with that generation that came out of World War II. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and I know we were watching a movie the other night about World War II. It was pretty intense. It was. And it was about a battle that well, was called the Forgotten Battle. Yeah. Um, so obviously it was a battle that had not really made the storybook, so to speak. Um, it was really good and never let up tension wise the whole time. I was very tense and wound up because yes. it just never, even when there were not bombing scenes, there was tension, um, throughout the whole thing. And, but when they had the scenes of warfare, I remember thinking, you know, these guys are so young and they're just, they're fighting for their life. They're fighting some of them to the death for something that's very serious, you know, and then they come home from all that they saw that was so you just can't even imagine what they witnessed. And then, so how do they come home and say, okay, I made it. I did, you know, I got home and now I'm going to build a hardware store and now I'm going to build a family and I'm going to buy a house and my kids are going to have piano lessons or, you, you know, like just everyday American stuff. How does that, how does that even work? Except that you just make up your mind to do it. Now, obviously I'm not saying they didn't go through stuff and because they obviously did. And we've heard stories you know, of people who said, well, they just didn't talk about it, you know? Yeah, uh, there's a mean lot it, of that. Right. Where they'll say they had a grandfather or somebody who went through the war. Right. But they didn't talk about it a lot. But there was something yeah. there there within them that said, this was really awful, but I got to figure out how to move forward. And maybe just the idea of, you know, building the hardware store, or buying the home, getting married and having kids. Well, maybe I, it was a distraction, but either way, it was it was a deliberate... Uh, choice that they made to move forward. Um, I mean, the sad thing I think is that they really didn't have the ability to unpack it like we mm. do now, that they could have maybe tried to make sense of some of that. But either way, doesn't mean they weren't discouraged even later on, but um, they figured out how to at least put it together. And I don't know, I think there's a lot to learn from that. 
Well, I think one of the things that um, really comes to my mind when I'm listening to what you're saying is, well, okay, these guys came home and they said, all right, what can we do today to try to make something normal or to try to create that America or that hometown feel that you're talking about? And so I think if we take the same principle and apply it to our situation today, it's like, hey, what can we do to get back to the normal or to get back to uh, somewhat of a normal way for for ourselves? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just taking a look at what can you do, setting some goals and uh, being committed towards trying to complete those goals. And I think a support system is always a big thing. You talked about these guys being able to unpack it. And a lot of them didn't back then because it really wasn't as common as it is now for us to be able to sit down and process uh, trauma, uh, things that, you know, would be labeled PTSD today. And, uh, but the support systems mm -hmm. were, I think, probably stronger back then mm -hmm. because you had the family dynamic. You had a couple of generations living in the same house a lot of times. And I know even like these VFWs and, mm -hmm. and those type of uh, facilities were attended i mean they're still attended today but uh, there was much more going on then i think mm -hmm. so i think just putting together a support system putting together some goals a plan and uh how do you get there you know right kind of walking through that whole smart process we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier the smart goals yeah uh, being specific measurable applicable oh i forgot what r is <laughs> related no yeah, I guess relatable because it needs to be related to your goal. Yeah. Um, and then timely. Timely. Like, you know, you yeah. can put a time frame on it. Well, and I think for a lot of us, we need a win, just, you know, some kind of win right now. So a short-term goal is almost as important, if not more so, mm -hmm. than the long-term ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Like low-hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah, just so you can say, hey, man, I get out there and I did this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one step closer. So I just want to encourage everybody out there that, you know, it's one step at a time. You've got support systems. And uh, although the world seems crazy sometimes, a lot of the times lately, there's a lot of good people out there who are looking to support one another and encourage each other. And the more you step forward and do that, the more other people see it and then they want to duplicate it as well. So you can be a part of helping to get that back on track mm -hmm. just by the way you approach things with your attitude and deciding to try to encourage other people even when you don't feel like it. And uh, oftentimes it will encourage you even though you might be in the middle of a discouragement. If you start looking towards how you can uh, encourage others and also put a plan together for yourself, people around you will be influenced. And I think mm -hmm. it's contagious. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm always talking to people about how, you know, maybe you think you have to do some big grand gesture for people. But honestly, just smiling at somebody... Or, you know, even like when people ask you how you're doing, the first thing out of your mouth is always, oh, I'm great, you know, and people yeah. are kind of surprised by that. They're oh, like, what? Man, I tell you, that was a tough <laughs> one during the, the real deep part of the pandemic. You know, people were fighting for toilet paper inside the store and, um, you know, you're waiting in long lines and then you get to the cashier or somebody else and they ask you how you're doing or whatever and you just look at them, man, I'm doing great today. <laughs> they're and like, what? They just stop dead in their tracks and they're looking at you, are you being sarcastic? You know, take that attitude out of here. Um, but realistically, if I if my worst problem is trying to get toilet paper, uh, it's a lot better than some other situations I can think of that maybe other people are in. True. And um, I think we just need to be appreciative for that. And 
you know, we talk about the war generation. They came home and they were having to wait in lines, mm -hmm. and they they were their unemployment was there. They had a, a huge unemployment, and right now we may not be able to get exactly what we want, but we can mm -hmm. get what we need. Right. And if you're looking for a job, there's a lot of them out there right now. Oh yeah, it may not be sure. exactly what you want, mm -hmm. but you never know. Sometimes when you take the opportunity to work in an area that you hadn't thought about before, it uh, opens up your eyes to some things that you may not have seen before yeah, and could potentially take you down a career path that you never knew that That's you would true. enjoy. It's like a time of opportunity if you choose to look yeah. at it that way. Yeah. yeah. It's like that whole yes man movie, you know? Yeah. Say yes to everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to encourage you guys to do that or not because <laughs> I don't have to deal with the aftermath of right? that. But yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, you really do. You, you, you have the decision. And uh, once again, we're not trying to discredit anything that might be going on with any of you guys directly but that's like a huge thing but even then uh you know there's promises that uh we will you know god will give us peace he'll give us the ability to move beyond these things mm -hmm. even when we don't see how so yeah I and mean, there's plenty of examples of that from the bible for sure where people were discouraged or down or didn't see how this was going to end and it wasn't always a red sea moment where god parted the red sea for somebody sometimes it was just kind of a small thing you know well, those things are so. important but i guarantee you there's a lot of stories around your group and your neighborhood and your community that are like that too mm -hmm. there's a lot happening right now even though there's a lot of craziness happening right now there's a lot of really cool things that are going on too um a lot of situations where people are helping other people or people are finding themselves uh desperate or just not able to uh, handle the situation on their own and other people come alongside of them. And so I think that's encouraging to know that humanity's out there mm -hmm. and a lot of us are good people wanting to help others. There's not always the, uh, the bad ones in there. Right. So, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good word yeah. for people. Cause I think, um, I know like this past weekend when you're talking about this sermon about discouragement, a lot of people were talking about that, about how they really needed to hear that, how they'd really been struggling and, you know, I just think it strikes a chord that that's where we are a year and a half into all this, that now it's, you know, it's really kind of like, okay, well now it's just all we hear about. It's all we talk about, you know, and at some point you have to figure out, well, how do I move past this? Because Ooh, you know, Well, maybe this is one of those things that becomes a part of our regular podcast, but right now we throw out a challenge to you guys. Mm -hmm. So in the next few days, take a moment whenever it's kind of, uh, seems just, like an opportunity to put something out that's positive or encouraging when you might not otherwise do so. And just to see if maybe planting some of those seeds of encouragement can then create a butterfly effect. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can get the ripple all the way to here. Yeah, exactly. And we'll yeah. do the same. Yeah. That sounds good to me. So uh, I think we're real people with I real think talk. We're real, yeah. And we got something uh, real going so on. this is Joe and Lori signing off. That's it. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. We would love to hear from you. Drop us a question or comment at Joe and Lori at mymentalhealthmoment.com. Don't forget to visit mymentalhealthmoment.com where you can find my newest book called 31 Days of Mental Health Moments a month of daily practices to help you cope with the stress and anxiety of your crazy busy life. It's a great gift for this holiday season for sure. See you next time.